0: Good evening. This is the Awashi Conference Call for April seventeenth, twenty nineteen. Um, the conference call number is three dash three dash. Tonight's subject is UFK's expanded property ideas for use and services. Um, we are looking forward to your active participation.
1: Hi, Glenn, Hi, it's Joan.
0: Hi, I Joan. think I'm the only
1: other person on right now. Wait, wait,
0: wait, don't think it. Wait, wait, wait,
1: hold
0: on. Um. Okay, this is an official announcement for the UFK conversation call. Um, my name is Glenn Kendall, I'm the host, and on the line we have Joan. Bill Rose from Phoenix, of course, myself once again, Peter and Leslie, maybe others who will be joining us. Um, the main theme of this conference call, um, I mean, this conversation as as we have identified it, is really to talk about the property that we have. But before we start doing that, we're Peter is going to um, bless us with like opening prayer and and any other comments you'd like to have. Peter, I turn it over to you.
2: All right, thank you, Glenn. Uh, if everyone just relax and breathe deeply and uh, let go of your tensions. Oh, Creator, all in all, beyond and over all, Jehovah Om, Thou Great Na'om, we come to you asking for your wisdom and light and to bring us more and more into unity and open our understanding deeper and deeper so we may more and more correctly bring forth the foundation of thy kingdom on earth. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Peter. Um, Before we open it up, I just wanna have just a a few logistics and how I would like to proceed. Um, I was just gonna give a brief overview um, shown has already written a nice overview about the property but i'll just give a brief o- overview and that joy did prepare uh operation plan just several months ago i just will highlight some of those points but the main thrust is to get your ideas of how you see the property perhaps i just can explain it particularly for the benefit of bill because most of us on this line already know but remember it's recording and there's others who may want to hear it not only in the next few weeks but in the next two months even years so that being said um the property is located in eastern california we were very fortunate at the um, annual board meeting that we we did pray and go to jehovah that would be nice to find some property and lo and behold, a few, few weeks, several weeks later, the property did appear. We did have money in our account. Um, I was fortunate as the president to negotiate down um, almost $10,000 below price, and they, and it went a little above that. Um, and so we feel as though we had a good price for the property. The property that we do have is adjacent to the um, the, our current property is a 20-acre plot of land. It's all flat. There are no structures, really. Um, we do have a well. The well needs to be repaired. That's going to cost some money, um, but it has a lot of promise because it's right up against our property. Um, I, I would like for you to consider as as you are, uh, as I am presenting. I'd like to consider some of the ideas that you may have, or services, or the use of the property. Um, At the moment, we have both the plans and actual operations. Of course, we have the archives that Joan is very active with. Joy, who is really functioning as our executive director of operations, as I had deemed that title, short of a different title. um which she's doing a lot of the facility management a lot of the preparation the improvement on, on, on the property both the five acres that we currently have and the 20 acres that we now have the 20 acres that we now have is, is, is legal um we have the deed and all that so the, the all the paperwork has been, fin- has been finalized um we do have a chapel um we do plan to have a library um, we do want to retreat center to keep in the vision that Sister Cora had. Um, Sister Cora was the one who came from the Church of England, the Church of England, to ordain those in, in, in the United States back in 1988 was the first ordination, of which I was fortunate to be one of them, as well was Joan and back then. We do plan to have a personage, um, a place for the clergy to to stay, um, Joy's son, Ditko, who's staying on the property as well, um, did go to permaculture training, so we want to do some perm- some permaculture design for, for the 25 acres. We want to do some sustainable farming. Um, there is, at present, a meditation kiva. We do plan to do some hobby har- farms and some designated plants that can thrive in that climate. That part of the region so that's a typical overview of what we plan and what we are doing and we'd really like to hear what would be your ideas as how you can see this use of the land because it's it's for faces it's not for the board it's for the faces to be managed by the board so who would like to, would like to have some of your ideas
1: well, I can tell you that um, we've contacted the uh, park company. The um, meter has been stolen off of the house. It's been, the land has been vacant for over 40 years. It's just been sitting there. It had been a, um, um, they, they did frogs and tropical fish, and then, um, their markets um, didn't prove to be sustaining them, and so they they uh, sold the property, and uh, that was back shortly after Cora uh, bought this land. So it was back in probably 85, 84. When we started, all of us started coming up here, and it was already abandoned. They had they had uh, left the property, and that was that was eighty eight, I think. That's when we started coming up, or eighty seven. So it was about eighty five, and um, there's there's electricity up to the property. But we've got to uh, put in um, the necessary, what they call a panel, and then the box so that we can get electricity there to start to do electrical work. We desperately need space for people to stay, um, including us, because we want to remodel this building we're in. And uh, it's hard to remodel when people are living in the space you're working in. So we're hoping we can at least um, have sleeping space set up in this this building that's there. It's a three-car garage. It's huge. It's a huge space. So we'll know in about a week... Um, what it's going to cost us to get the electricity hooked up. So that was something that that's just been accomplished. Lots of little things have to be done with new, with property that's not been used or been unused for a long time.
2: Well, I'm, I, don't I uh, since most. Uh, people present here are board members. Perhaps, um, Bill, um, you would like to maybe um, throw out a couple of ideas of what you may think the land, can, we can do on the land. Remembering that this, this is UFKs. There's no personal individual owned property. This is a corporation for the future. Um, so, I think it's just something to make clear to people that uh, I don't own it, Joan doesn't own it, Joy, none of us own it as an individual. UFK, as a church, a uh, faithist organization, uh, is the owner
3: of the property. That's the 20 acres? Um,
2: Was it now? Is it 20 acres? Go ahead. Well, it is 20 acres, but the whole
0: property is 25 acres. So what Peter is is, is describing, um, Bill, is that the, the UFP, Universal Faith of Cosmo, was just acquired the 20 acres, but the whole entire property, which is 25 acres now, belongs to the church, and it, it does not belong to any one person.
3: Okay. And and people had been gathering up in Colorado for a number of years.
0: That is true.
3: Uh, yeah, but that's no longer an option. Generally. That is
0: true. It, the UFK that's bill, UFK is no longer um, associated with the effort um, at the Molina Center in Molina,
3: Colorado. Okay. Um, so I guess I was just thinking uh, perhaps it's a, it's a gathering place we place, among other things, for people to start to meet, like they did in Colorado.
2: So it's okay. like a, a fellowship kind of place.
3: I was just wondering.
2: Well, that that is one of the the ideas. A place where we can meet, we can study. Um,
0: okay, just a second, Peter. Who
2: just came online?
4: Uh, hi, it's Candy.
0: Okay, All hi, right. Candy. Okay, Bill was talking. Um, let Bill finish, and then we can bring you up to speed, Candy. Well, yeah.
3: It, then I was wondering. And I should know this already. I don't know my California geography that way, but that well. But where? What roughly? What part of the state is you, Current in?
1: <laughs> Think halfway between Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Okay. We're in the Mojave, and we're about we're about equal distance from each. Okay. Well, Bill, do you know a bridge? is bridgeport no what's the name of the town next uh, next door well edwards air force base is is not close but it's not very far no the town ta- um, china ridgecrest.
2: lake ridgecrest ridgecrest
1: ridgecrest ridgecrest yeah ridgecrest isn't very big either
2: No, but also in Ukraine itself is a town, and we're about 15 minutes walking (laughs) to the center.
1: Uh, Your idea of a town and mine is not quite the same. It's a crossroads kind of with a a grocery store, a couple of gas stations. Uh, The grocery store is very small, and uh, there's a Dollar Tree. And uh, there used to be a couple of restaurants. I think they're they're still here, but they changed hands. And that's but, about it. A couple of and there's a uh, Ace Hardware.
2: Joan. Yes. You have to admit it is uh, considerably larger than Tiger, Georgia.
3: I was going to say <laughs> that. I was going to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I guess the tiger. Yeah, I guess yeah. it is the tiger. Um,
0: Bill Bill, the, the census for um in your current there's just under a thousand people. Um and there's about two hundred that lives in severe some serious prop, property. Um, that they do have some issues with supporting with the senior citizens they're getting um the kind of services that they need. So there's there's some Um, social economic issues there, but it's about a 1,000 people in population. Okay. Which, Bill, is this?
3: Uh, I met you, uh, I stayed at your place in the early 80s, Candy. I'm Bill Rose in Phoenix.
4: Oh, okay. Hi, Bill. Yes.
3: You were in Sarcoxie. I I used to drive my grandparents' car back uh, from the valley here to Indiana because they were getting too old to drive back and forth. Right. Okay,
0: sure. So we got a little break. So, Candy, what we're doing now, Bill was sort of sharing some of his ideas that he, he may have or how to provide services or what how we should use the property. Um, really, the 20 of the 25 acres that we have, the, the newly acquired property. So Bill was talking about maybe a gathering place or a fellowship um, and he was just about to continue with some of his thoughts when you came online. So, Bill, um, why don't you continue to pick up from there?
3: Well, I've, I've been—I uh, haven't been super active with folks for a long time, so I hate to say too much because I—I really wasn't sure what you know what the intent was.
0: Well, actually, you are in an ideal place because we we would like to hear from people who we haven't heard from for a while. So you had a perfect place.
3: Yeah. I'm just thinking, um, oh, um, I had had some sinus stuff. So one of the reasons I didn't go to, I, I, I went up to Colorado in the early 80s, but I didn't go later on. I was, I, if I go up to altitude too far up too quickly, I have trouble breathing at night. I have a nasal cyst and stuff. And so that was part of why I didn't make it to the Colorado gatherings for a while, but I was just thinking this is would be a nice place to, to meet people and and share and get to know each other better and worship and different things like that.
2: Okay. Also, Bill, it has actually you got to get there by car, but it is, you can fly in. It has an airport in walking distance to the center. Okay. Which is really kind of weird because nothing else is around in there's an airport.
0: <laughs> well, you got the Department of Defense the
2: yeah.
3: there. Oh yeah, you the got airport. the military uh, stuff. Okay.
0: Would it be a
5: military military? <laughs> that it, I mean, taking a flight there wouldn't it be pretty pricey, or.
2: Yeah, it's you know? pricey. No it taken to, it? it. It used to. The first time I went up, and I went up on a plane. Well, that, not counting when we were ordained. Um, it was like, I think, maybe $25, 30 Now it's outrageous. I think it's like oh, maybe $200 one way or something or more. Shoot, if it was $25 like it was, man, I'd be jumping up there in no time. It's like nothing from L.A.
0: Yeah, Bill, is there any other points of view you have, like uh – any kind of programs or activities that you as a faithist could see happening there or something that you may have um, have some creative thoughts about?
3: Yeah, nothing's coming to me right now other than, you know, uh, meeting places and stuff. Because like I say, I, I'm, I, I wasn't thinking in terms of that. I was just wanting to join in and hear what you all had to say and, and start getting back into the loop.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. Okay, we open it up for someone anyone else would like to comment on some of their ideas.
5: Well, this is Leslie. Um Glenn, you mentioned a chapel. Is is that the the main um mobile home? Or what yes. do you mean by chapel that's already
0: there? Yep. That's it. Yes. The main mobile home. Right. Yeah, um Joy and I were thinking about um, what to do with the current one because now we got the property right next. You know, we we have the the property, um, and the the mobile home needs to be better reconstructed. Either it needs to be raised, which is going to be a little pricey, of course, or it can be renovated and to be insulated. And to be remodeled. So these are some of the things that we are playing around with depending upon the level of funding available and the type of support that we can get to make that happen.
4: Is this the same mobile home that Sister Cora lived in? Yep. Well, I thought it was falling apart when I was there in
1: 1989.
0: <laughs> well, it's not falling apart, Candy, because it's okay. just, it needs some repairs. Okay. People, uh, people are living there. They do cook there. They got a bathroom.
2: You know. Two bathrooms, actually.
1: Two bathrooms.
2: And and that would
4: be Joy and, and Joan, right, that live there?
1: And Joshua.
2: And Joshua and Granta. Yeah. Okay. And I'd add, too, that Joshua has been a big help up there, uh, helping Joy and, and Joan with, um, with the physical stuff. That needed to be done, he's a, and he knows stuff, and he's a smart kid, and he's been very helpful.
1: Well, he built, he's building us the computers that we use. Um, about a very small price compared to what we would have had to have paid if we'd gone out, gone out into a store and bought the computers that we now have.
4: That's great. So okay.
5: can- I didn't, no, you know Vern, Vernon Wabshaw. You remember him? Yeah. And he lived in that trailer for Did a he time. in
3: Georgia after he got married? Was, I here? he got married
2: and is in Georgia. Yeah, now that That's he That's right. Is, and he was That's the caretaker, right. though, of that property in Inukern for, what, four or five years or more?
1: Uh, actually, 11 years. Wow. <laughs> was it was in an 11-year like cycle. I was so surprised when I figured it out.
0: Anyone so, else has some ideas well, about property or services, activities, Andy, programs? Andy,
2: since you had been talking and, and you're not on the board, but you have, do you see any kind of projects that we could do from there?
4: Well, I know that cases want to be of of service. Is there a, 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 is a thousand people mostly senior citizens? No,
0: there's about uh, there's about twenty percent, I believe, twenty or fifteen percent,
2: and it's very poor. And I, there is a, a you know, kind of social service or outreach kind of thing that that we could find out would, what what might work there. Uh, you know, maybe even giving away excess vegetables and whatever we're growing. Um,
4: well, I don't know. I I really enjoyed visiting the temple in Brooklyn, and it it seemed like you know it was just wonderful to have discussions with people and. Uh, but you know they have a population base that, that you guys don't don't have there um, I don't know um, you know for if if there was something uh health wise that could be uh, you know people are getting uh very excited about shungite and and there's a you know there's a movement to uh feed shungite from russia to bees and then they live i mean be the bee population is dying out i don't know maybe there's it's too much of a desert there for bees anyway uh i i don't know i i really uh i don't i don't have uh, uh, much ideas of course i'm I'm gonna be visiting my relatives in california uh more often uh, especially since I searched and found my biological relatives so i I'm going to be it's been five years since I've been to california i I'll, I'll probably go there more often you know and and I was think I was planning to go to the conference you did in September and then i ha- there was interference so i mean uh I mean, I would go to a conference sometime in the next three years for sure if there was one there.
2: Okay. But that's
4: all I uh, want to say right now, I guess.
2: All right. Are, are you still here in the States or are you calling from Belize?
4: No, I'm I'm here in the States. This will be my last call before I leave the country. And so it's, uh, Sarah asked me if I was going to bring my awaspie, and I said, I think it's too heavy. I think I'll probably just you know, we'll study it together online, <laughs> or we'll study from her copy. But anyway, I'm very excited and um, um, and optimistic about what what the uh, what Sarah and I can put together. I'll be thinking about you guys on Saturdays and Wednesdays.
5: How long will you be gone?
4: Uh, I I don't know. I didn't buy a return ticket. Oh. We'll see what see what happens.
5: Well, I I have some questions just about the property. Um, Glenn, you mentioned that I think you said something about a three like a three car garage building on the property on the 20 acres, the new 20 acres.
0: Well, it's not a garage. It really is more like a platform of, if I remember, Joe mentioned it, there's a cement block there for a garage.
1: Oh. It has a building on it, and we have put in uh, a new door because the old door had been kicked in, and um, they've put in a new door, and uh, okay. they were going over to check and see if the uh, if the wind and the rain did any damage yesterday. Uh, I don't think it did. I, I didn't ask, but I don't think it did. I think that um, it was just fine. Okay, and, so
0: my um, mistake.
1: Well,
5: so what do you know about um, with zoning out there? I presume it's the county. Well, that's well, an excellent question. Um, um can you put it, trailers? And I know they wouldn't have water until there's water from that well. There's but
1: a, there's a well that
0: it to, Yeah, let me respond to that. Leslie That's mm-hmm. an excellent question. Yes. When I was uh, um, speaking to the agent, um, since we don't have a lien on the property, meaning that we 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 outright bought the property. Yeah. There are regulations in the county from the bank's perspective because they would be the true owners of the property if you took out a mortgage. And so you will be um, confined to follow the rules and regulations in terms of building codes. But what Mr. Joe said, said that's his name, so his name is said, um, what Mr. Stead said was that once you buy the property and it's yours, people are not concerned about the building codes. What he suggested that we we build according to code, just get together with the fire department, um, yeah. but it's not it's not really that required unless we are going to sell the property or we're going to have services from, from, from the building that we need to be in compliance.
5: Well, so what about more mobile homes?
0: Yeah, I mean, what, what Joy is, when, when I spoke to Joy at length, um, she's looking at um, these cargo units and to using stucco, and because it is the cheapest way to go. We can get the cargo units for about two to four thousand dollars and um mm-hmm. we can get you know we can take off one of the sides and to extend to extend it um so that it can be kind of spacious because one of the things that is needed since joy does need a place to live than a small mobile unit and um so we we was having different ideas Thrown out to have the Owatonna Retreat Center to to have a segment of the Washington Retreat Center to be part of her her, her home, um, but these are just concepts, um, and so we're looking at these concepts based upon the availability of funding, the cost factor, and the win factor. So so. The wind is a big issue in that part of California, and those cargoes are very heavy, so we feel confident that that won't be an issue.
5: I see. Now, if the 20 acres, the five acres is its own lot,
3: yeah. correct? Correct? Right.
5: Okay. Yes. The 20 acres, are they already subdivided in some way, like five acres, or what do you know about no. that? No. no.
0: We got all 20 acres.
5: It's a whole twenty acres.
2: The whole with 20 no acres.
5: subdividing yet.
2: There no, are grooves uh-huh. in the ground where the you know it, it, it's flat land, but they had the ponds for the for the frogs and the fish. So <laughs> yeah. they, they they may have to be filled in, or we could find ways of using it for something, maybe even irrigation. I don't know. Well,
1: one of the neighbors has been using it to. Um, uh, take care of their uh, stable cleaning. The manure and the straw uh, are filling the holes that are there, which will make it wonderful for the oh, soil. Okay. Mm. well, that's It's, great. Um, it, it's oh. a real bonus that the soil has been um, enriched that way. I mean, it's not, there's mm-hmm. other things to do to it, but it's a really um, a real bonus that it the neighbors have used it for years, <laughs> and uh, it it fills up. So the people you bought it
5: from, what have they been doing with it since? Because you nothing. said the frog ponds haven't been there. Okay, so
1: nothing. Okay. Nobody, they people quarreled no with the idea of subdividing, and um, the neighbors didn't want it subdivided. It went to a thing in court, and so nothing has been done with it. And we don't want to subdivide it. So, um, if, if we were to divide it, it would be, uh, I suppose, five acre plots to sell. If we needed the money, if we ever did need the money, it would be very um, desirable because it's um, of its its rural location. We'll never lose anything on it. I can't imagine how we could.
3: Do you need mm-hmm. windbreaks on the property? I mean, is there some type of vegetation or trees that would be good for that? Nothing.
1: It's just flat land with, with just the desert growth on it. Uh, stuff can be planted in fact uh, yesterday we put in three more uh, three more uh, shade trees and windbreak we put in the Mojave willow yesterday it's a very good windbreak okay and it's a beautiful beautiful tree those have to be watered though or
5: is there enough natural rain
1: well We've gone to this underground watering, which um, um, we've installed. See, Joshua took this uh, class, uh, and he's a certified, with a bona fide certificate, certified permaculture person. He's Mm taken the training, and um, they recommend this kind of of watering that can be used for the garden, also. because there's no evaporation and pipes. That I don't know what the diameter of the pipes is. Maybe five inches, something oh. like that. Drip air they drill, drill holes. holes. They drill yeah. holes in, in it, and then uh, they you fill you fill it. You fill there's a above ground pipe, and you stick your hose down in there and you fill it and it's a matter of uh, filling it to where it's full, which you know how long it will take because you know how, how, um, how long it takes to fill the size pipe that you have. And mm-hmm. we have those pipes positioned around the property now and um, they're being used. Uh, the nice thing is that it, it's not, an automatic system because um, you 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 don't have to water. We had such a hard rain yesterday. We probably won't have to water for the rest of the week. It it was a it was a soaker yesterday. It was astonishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, well, you know, it's an El Nino this year, and uh, I don't know if. If do you have the El Ninos in uh, where you are, Leslie? Yeah, you know, it, the, goes the, across, it
5: goes clear across. It clear across the western states. Yes.
1: Okay. Well, they said, but you see, the El Nino happens when the water is warm.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: When the ocean water is warm, they predict the El Nino. With the rising temperature of the ocean, this property is going to be getting a lot more rain in the country. There's a lake in Death Valley that's 10 miles long right now. Wow. The, the well on,
5: on the five acres, is that an individual well for the five acres that goes with it, or is that a, a community well?
1: Well, this house is on community well, but the property okay. over there has its own well already dug. There's, there may have to be some repairs. We're getting, we're getting. Uh, they told Glenn how much it would be locally. Uh, our community well is taken care of out of Bakersfield, and they seem to do a really good job. We're going to talk to them oh. about the, get I, their quote yes. on it.
5: Because I remember you saying something about paying for that water on the five acres, correct, then?
1: Yes, we pay $50 a month. It takes care of the water usage and the testing of the well, which has to be done regularly. And uh, the permit, because it's a co-op well, there's a, you know, bread tape. Red tape, because it's a, it's a group. Um, and so our 50 a month takes care of, of our share of it. Uh, there's one person that has two shares, mm-hmm. so they pay 100 a month, but they have a lot of property.
5: Um, the, the well that's on the 20 acres, because um, I had to learn this kind of the hard way, is that, you know, about water rights, I mean, I had a well on you know my little property, uh, one acre property, and I had a little domestic well, uh, which was used to water pecan trees, but that's not an irrigation well. So, and then I had to learn to, that some things had to be adjudicated <laughs> to the courts just because of the way you know, water and wells are so valuable. And eventually, I found out I did have water rights by accident. I didn't know that when I bought the property. I mean, I knew there was a domestic domestic well. The domestic well wasn't even used in the house anymore, for in the house. That was like a, a different water system, a group water system, and association. Um, <clears throat> but the the water rights I had to I had to find out through the state engineers office about my water rights for as there was more and more drought and the water table was going down as farmers around my property were sucking more water out for for their big crops and so I had to find out about um, my water rights that were available for my property. Uh, Even though, like I said, I had a domestic well, which was just like hooked up with a garden hose for watering these 27 trees. But it needed a quote unquote irrigation well. And I had to have that well, I went ahead and had that put in because just to keep the the value of the property up. And that, well, was about, well, at the time it was about $7,000 altogether with everything, the permits and all of it. So there was a lot more to it than I realized when I bought the property. And so... Um, you know, finding out about water rights is probably, for 20 acres, is probably going to be, you know, a good idea just to see and to find out what kind of a well it is. It might be registered. The one that's there might be registered already, because California keeps up with things better than New Mexico. And so it'd be interesting. Well, it to was find a out. business,
1: Leslie. It was a business, so I expect it was. Yes. Yes. the The thing is that there is city water up to the property on that side. Oh. And um, is um, yes, um, it's water that there's. There's a lot of water here because of the mountains. The, mm-hmm. There's a lot of runoff, and there's, so there's a lot of water around. Um, it drains. That's why there's a lake in Death Valley right now. It's just a lot of water that runs off the mountain, and uh, we've had so much rain this year. And if it continues to the ocean to warm, which I don't See that anybody's going to stop it from warming. Um, it's it's entirely possible that the climate here will be changing and getting more water. It's something that that we're aware of and we yeah. think about. Hopefully.
5: If, do you know how deep that well is, or any of I didn't
3: the? Even, do you I know how deep?
5: Understand? That well on the 20 acres, do you know how deep it is?
1: I don't know anything about it. Um, They, the the realtor had uh, a local people look at it and they didn't give us a report. That's why we want to get our own uh, person to take a look at it. It, Yeah, well, that uh, person
5: will know about
1: documentation.
5: on documentation on the well, because honestly, yeah, I, I didn't know there. I just thought there's a well there and there's no documentation, but (laughs) the documentation is really important too. And, you know, when it gets more critical, especially, you know, in times of drought and all that.
0: Yeah. Leslie, uh, when we were negotiating about the various aspects of the property, Mm -hmm. um, what was determined, and I think that I sent the inspection report to Joan, and I do have a copy, was that that it was recognized, if not certified, that there is um, a existing well. The well was not in question. What was in question and what we decided and what the agent suggested that we don't invest in a lot of money now, since there's nothing... On, on the property, but mm-hmm. that the um, that the mechanism to 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 fix the well itself, you know, the hard wire, if you will, um, the infrastructure that needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that that the well does exist and there's water, etc., because it's it's right it's right next to our land, so there's there, there got to be yeah. water there. Mm-hmm. But we should do some kind of fundraising for that. Just, um, so we got to be real careful. We got to have money set aside for operations. And um, if we can get some of this infrastructure money to some fundraising, that'd be great. Yes. Well,
5: it's just yeah. There's things about you know mineral rights and water rights that can be different from land ownership. I mean, right. again, I found out by mistake, actually by accident, no. what no, I, 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 yeah things. I mean, what I, that I down, needed to know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I wrote down and I put it in purple ink. Yes, your quote, so we would <laughs> so, so it can stand out. So we we're definitely going to look into that. I couldn't find my red pens. So I had. I just grabbed a purple pen to make sure it stands out. So I really mm-hmm. appreciate you raising that, Leslie. So that is very important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, some of my ideas for the property, I have discussed this is brainstorming. This is not, you know, nothing is in stone. Um, One of the things that I felt would be important is to have some of what Bill is talking about is to have fellowship. I was a little concerned with with older faces as they grow older, and a lot of their family members may have moved on, or their children have moved on, and they kind of by themselves. Um, that it would be nice to have some type of of um, availability for those who are seniors to come and live there and with the income they get from social security and things nature they could help to support the support the community i was speaking to joy and where it even be a source of funding and maybe hire somebody especially with a social work background to provide these services and it would be self-funding so that was one one idea um a little concerned when people get older, especially faithists, and um you know they've been faithists all their lives, you know they got their own set of value systems. i mean their own set of values, they have their own um points of view, their own belief system, and then they they've thrown into a situation that's contrary to these values and belief systems. so I was a little concerned about that. Another idea that we sort of spun around, <laughs> excuse me that we spun around was um, somewhat of a more formal fellowship. This is in keeping in the spirit of Ken Greer, a remember that he talked a lot about fellowship, but to make it more formalized and where we can bring different, not only individual faces together, and they got to be vetted, though. We want sensible faces who's going to live on the land. We don't want to go for a lot of arguments, a lot of contention, a lot of disagreements. If people can't get along, they can't stay. It's just it's just as simple as that. Um, and so that we would want to uh, have folks who could stay at fellowships that faiths, and we can have different type of programs that people can stay there at different lengths of time. Joy is very high on in a Washington retreat center, um, where we could have folks who are not even faithists people who are on a spiritual mission, people who are curious, and and um, that would be a fee-based program where they could come in and, and stay and relax and and meditate. We have a full-fledged program um, as a retreat center. Um, so these are some of the ideas. Um we we looked at maybe some um I like the idea of the lord givers that's in the Waspi and that can be a good um foundation for Retreat Center because it represents all ethnic groups, all major ethnic groups around the globe and historically. Um, and it can be a, a good platform for discussion of of various types. So um, in terms of Shalom, we talked about a sh- Shalom as discussed in the um, um I was, though my dissertation focused on doing something along those lines, working with foster care kids and homeless kids, I'm sort of against that. I, I I felt that if they were going to have some program with children, it would come out of the community itself. The, the members would come there, long after I passed, if they want to do something, they can get together and they can make that happen, either on a small scale or large scale, and hopefully we can have some funding um, available for those who want to do it. But it should be done organically. It shouldn't be forced. It shouldn't be rushed. It should happen you know, at the, um, on the own timetable. So these are some of the ideas. So uh, uh, another one... We, we we looked at we being Joy and I, we looked at the needs, the unmet needs of the community. There is a health need. There is a garbage disposal issue in your um, So there's a lot of stacked up garbage. And since since people got to, to take their own refuse to the dump site, that becomes a big problem if you don't have a vehicle. So, um, so Joy and I looked at that. You know, we may sort of get a little bit deeper into maybe seeing if there's any available funding. But to do that, we would have to create a nonprofit organization that's not the church so we get access to the funding. So these are some of the ideas. People are free to jump in to explore more or to say
2: up things. Uh, What what comes to me, and since you had mentioned, you know, all of us are, like, older, uh, and myself with the visual impairment, but people have other handicaps that we also, as part of this, got to really get up with the ADA as far as having easier access, ramps, stuff like that, um, eyesight's getting bad, where, uh, uh, equilibrium's getting, you know, people are getting, as we're getting older. So I think it's very important to, when we're renovating here, and we're doing is to make sure that, that it, it would be friendly for older people and handicapped people.
0: That's
2: yes. No. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Um, and uh, now I'm noticing as I'm getting older, the equilibrium is going along with the eyes that have always been bad. Um, and that was the kind of thing I was saying even when we were at Molina, it's the the access has to be easier it, it, or the very stuff that we're involved in could be a, more of a danger than it's a help. Um, but I go, I go again with the community. If we're finding out what's needed, how to do it, um, and kind of making ourselves accessible because if we go in and we've discussed this before. Go in and we seem like an isolated, we don't communicate with the community and I know we know this but I'm just going to reiterate it that we really need to be part of it and um, and so they feel that they can trust us and that we're open uh, to their inquiries. Now Cora I don't know if it can be done at this point or not, but Cora, if I remember, had weekly, um, she'd do, it was open for people to come if they wanted. She'd do her rituals once a week or more, and people from the community could come. And, in fact, when we got ordained, there were people, if I remember correctly, who were from the local community. Because we are a church. We are a religious body. We can be a retreat, and we can be all these different things. But in Ukraine, in the visions that I've had, is the center for UFK, an organization that is a spiritual, religious entity. And not to push it on people, but it's there. If they want to watch us do something that's very, you know, kind of non, um, not super esoteric, but just, you know, kind of speaks to people's needs. I think I think at some point we need to initiate that. Um The other thing, I think we've got to make it clear when we're talking about housing is we all sort of know each other. But when we use personal names, like I was just thinking this when you when we were talking about joy, living there, the, the housing, whoever the housing is for, is for the caretaking personality, clergy and otherwise. And it's not an individual's house, but it, it, any individual who is there as the maintaining the property, it's, it's their dwelling place. But I think we can get confused when we start using personal references and people get the idea, oh, it's her house. Well, no, it's UFK's, um, oh, what do you call it? Like what is it in with a priest thing that, that's next to the church? Uh, a rectory.
0: Abbey.
2: Abbey. Uh, so I think we need to be clear in our language about that so people don't start thinking, that, oh that really is their personal property no it's it's who's so at this point it's Joan and joy and Joshua and and the and the animal family there the, the dog eating, <laughs> I know mean, the whole family um, so because it can get confusing and people who um, not listening fully can start saying, oh, no, we heard them. They were just talking about the person's house. No, we weren't. So just through a point of clarity, as we're presenting ourselves more to the public and more people who may get on these phones, we've got to be really clear uh, to not give the opinion that uh, this is uh, personal property or for personal um, housing in that sense. Um my question here is, and I think you guys had mentioned it on different calls, what kind of uh, produce or stuff we might be able to market and also give away to poorer, poorer people in the community can be grown there at this point once the water's up. Anybody?
1: Well, I'm not a good person to talk about that because I don't know anything about it. Um, or, or what has Joshua said that
5: would grow there for produce? Well,
1: um, you know, I really don't know. Um, unfortunately, that's not my thing. And um, Joy talked to Joshua about coming tonight, and he was thinking about it, but he heard his heard his. Uh, hurt his leg and he was in a lot of pain. And I guess he's decided he didn't want to come, um, which is too bad um, because he was uh, seriously considering doing it. Or at least I thought he was, I don't know. I mean, I
2: think, I mean, I don't know too much about farming, but it would seem that whatever kind of easy produced. Um, well,
0: let me ask that question for you, Peter, because I have, um, I do have Joy's um, operation plan. Um, we She is planning, you know, as a proposal, a greenhouse, so it, that creates a whole lot of flex, mm-hmm. flexibility. Um, there is the indigenous plants in the garden she's talking about, is California's Bay Brush, Bay's Bay Brush, Toluca, um Toluca, rubber, rubber Brush, um salt, bush, fringe, onion. Okay, that's edible, I guess. Aloe vera, lavender, rosemary. And there is a food bank. Um, there are people in the Indian current area that do farm so that um so that they will provide particular produce, obviously. But if we could get a greenhouse, uh, a waltini greenhouse is what um, Joy is proposing, then we have a tremendous amount of flexibility as to what we can grow. Right.
2: And one of the, one of the passages in OWASP really struck me was talking about farmers. Of, you know, you grow for what you need, and then excess you just give to the poor in the community. And, and initially it's also a very good way of, of getting close to people. Um, and having them trust us. it's like, you know we have this excess food, um, we're able to just distribute it free of charge to um, res- the, the neediest residents in that area. Um, and that seems seems, I mean I, I don't know enough about it, a, a, an easy goal to establish once we're up and running able to grow stuff and have the irrigation. Um, that can also make people, from another point of view, that part of this is building UFK as an organization who may become more interested in finding out about us since we don't proselytize uh, and become interested in the OASPIC. But the, um, the truth is that you can get to a lot of people through their stomach. And just being kind and open and, you know, Maybe sometimes just listening to someone's story of woe, as it were, and helping them make decisions.
4: Could I interject?
2: Sure. Go ahead.
4: Okay. Um, Of course, Les and I moved um, here where we have four seasons and uh, a lot of rain and uh, the Ozarks in 1979. And we've had a garden every year. Um we we uh we ha- when you move to a place you you contact your county extension office and then they send out a free expert and they mm-hmm. analyze your soil and they tell you uh what would be some good crops and things you know to do on the land mm-hmm. um of course we thought that Ben and Joyce Aldridge was going to join us and another family and uh that there would be enough hands uh, to uh, uh, homeschool and do crops, the extension agent thought that we could should plant um, uh, for uh, uh, cash crops that we should plant uh, catnip, and and in our area we could get two crops a year of of catnip uh, plus uh, some strawberry for the market, and and then a long range plan of of. Hens- hens- and i I wish we could have gotten some of that in there, but uh we we didn't I, I put the children first, and so that didn't happen but we had our garden for fresh produce and for our family, but it's uh, really uh, a struggle to produce uh to produce food uh so that you don't have to buy anything at the stores it's it's really mm-hmm. uh not an easy thing now uh uh, Lance Pugh he had no children and he produced he spent hours and hours and focused on his garden and he just had so much food and he was just giving it away and he just couldn't even believe how difficult it was simply to just give food away uh of course (laughs) uh Richard of course everybody's got food banks banks now and 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 they appreciate uh, that that kind of food uh, at the food banks. And now, of course, Richard Knapp he he makes uh, bread and he takes it all around uh, the area there in Columbia, Missouri. And 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 he's the bread man. And and um, you know, it, people really appreciate that. He has a a list of four people that he takes bread to each week. And so, th- there's some nice ideals and some plans and everything, but this is the first year that I'm basically uh, not going to have a garden uh, after what 40 years or or more. Um, but but uh, I might have had a small garden, except for the fact that I'm I'm going to be doing some traveling, and um, so it is, and and to. To get just an ordinary greenhouse, I mean, if you had a lot of money to throw at a perfect greenhouse, great, they can produce a lot of things. But if you're trying to heat it with wood in the winter when it's chilly, or you're trying, uh, just there's, we have struggled with uh, greenhouses on a shoestring, and that mm-hmm. doesn't really work. So mm-hmm. I got that, more remarks, but that's... That's what I had to say about my gardening experience. Well,
2: thank you, Candy.
0: Candy. Candy, what was the name of that? Candy, what was the name of that organization or program that you mentioned that you go to where they tell you the quality of soil?
4: Yes, and and, and I believe in every county in America, you know, every yes. county has county fairs, and uh, it's called the extension the county extension service.
0: Yeah. Okay,
1: thank you.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that the people that are right there, you know, on the land are going to have to determine what what's feasible really and what's what's realistic for the people whoever might be there even in the future because right now there's just a lot of things to be done just with fix up and and residences and I did think that Joy's I guess it was mostly Joy's um, um business plan kind of thing with all the pictures of possibilities of buildings and so on. I thought that was very well done.
0: Yep, yeah, it was uh, yeah I, I have it right in front of me. And we yes. we need to remember that there are four people who are gardening in India. You just to walk mm-hmm. up to them and ask them, you know. And there is a food bank, um, and yeah. it's not as isolated as it may appear. There are services there, and they can help. Um, so I have my, my fair share of greenhouses in in um, in, in Jersey. I, those that I went to, um, particularly when I was on the board of a charter school there, a sustainability charter school, and here in Cincinnati, one of our board members is an Urban Farmer.
3: Um, and he has
0: a greenhouse right in smack dab in the middle of the ghetto. Um, and, you know, I visited his urban farm and I visit some – I mean, sorry, the urban farm, but with the greenhouse. It's not a huge one, but it produces, you know, um, and he's very strategic um, about it. It is some challenges, but but um, it, it it does work. And we just gotta see, you know. The, the reason why um, Joy and, and just went to the permaculture because we we, were, we just want to try something new, you know. Um, we don't know. Gotta remember, we are faithists, you know. We don't know what the angels have in store. Um, and if we can do a permaculture type growth, and where it can be sustained by by the climate that'd be great you know i think that's the idea that joy had in mind and um and with angelic helps from the traders angels we can see how this can move forward um that's really what finhorn got started you know it wasn't amazing you know they, they just did their thing with ancient communion, and they got some luscious gigantic vegetables out of the process so we we don't know how this may go
2: yeah. But it's just to keep an open mind. Glenn, that just reminded me, of, remember when we had that conference at Four Winds and you had the people from the serious Commune? Y- yes. Yeah. But I. struck me, talking about having belief and faith, is that they arrived, I think he, the guy had said they had arrived, and I think they had been at Finhorn, members at Finhorn, right. they, they had arrived there the with something like $4.50 or $5.00, 4.080 cents and
0: eighty
2: cents. yep. Yeah, and it was like, and they built this, were able to interact with their community, build, you know, the uh, surrounding community, and build a functioning, uh, intentional community, to my knowledge, is still functioning. Yeah, it's
0: still thriving. Yep, that's true.
2: And thriving, that, that's a very good point. You know, it's one yeah. thing of just hobbling along, but thriving is... Right. Yeah, we
0: just got to go forward, Dan. You know, there's always going to be, whenever we have faith in project, there's always going to be, we already know that, until there won't be any. So we just got to keep
2: at it. Right. But also just okay. challenges are always. I was reading in Novosibir this morning talking about Ethereum thing. You know, be their challenge with multiple worlds problems and moving stuff around and dismantling or building up stuff. So we're always, some way or the other, we're going to be challenged. That's yeah,
0: we're going to be challenged, no doubt about it. Well, I don't know if there's any other ideas. Um, it's ten I'm curious to hear what Bill, Bill, you're still there? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm kind of because you're new at this, um, or being renewed at it is probably a better term. What, what do you, what's your sense about all that was discussed and said?
3: Well, it, it, it's odd. All of a sudden, I was kind of seeing uh, some mobile homes moving in onto that acreage, and I don't know if that's appropriate idea or intent, yeah, but uh, where people could live uh, and maybe have a shared garden space, uh, shared um, gather for worship and fellowship, and, you know, maybe, you know, the, the other thing that kept popping in is, in, and I don't know what, what healing modalities people are using, um, but maybe developing, um, you know, sitting in circles and developing some type of healing uh, things beyond what people already have developed. I don't know. It's just some ideas that just popped in.
0: Sure. Appreciate it. Thank you. If you, if you have any specific healing ideas, you can always drop them down to Joan or myself.
3: Yeah, I was just uh, thinking in terms of energy work, things like that. Uh, Qigong, running chi, Qi and in, in various energy works, and things that could could be developed further.
2: Um,
3: okay.
2: Things like that. Gotcha. And I'd I'd like to mention that, uh, you, uh, that one thing about this property uh, here at, at in Inukern is that from the time Cora acquired the property it has been in faithless hands it is, this land had been the new land had been dedicated to the creator and uh, had been maintained for the creator where other properties uh, have been other things they go back and forth uh, unfortunately we lost four winds that's gone now
3: um, was that tiger was four winds what
2: Yeah, Tiger, Four Winds, and the variety of names it's been called, the children's land, whatever. Um, So uh, my hope, and I think it's joined with the rest of the board, that this is land that's been uninterrupted since Uh Cora's time. So 1980, did you say 85, Joan, that she moved in there?
1: I think she moved in in 82. I'm working oh, in the oh. archives. I ran across dates that I didn't know.
2: Right. So let's kind of round it off to, from 1980 <laughs> on and has had maintained a certain degree of harmony throughout uh, and had people who really cared about the creator and were really dedicated uh, in, in their own ways to the creator. So it... I'm hoping and um, believing that this can really blossom into a a hub for faithless activity, which may branch out from it. And that's what Glenn is saying, what kind of programs, what kind of futuristic reality may be able to be seen developing once we get the initial um, foundation activities in place. Uh, it's
0: interesting, Joan and Peter and everybody, that if Sister Carl was there in, 18, in 1982. That's 100 years to the year of the publishing
2: of the OASP. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. I, I'd that's
4: like a... to know something else, um... You know, I'm, I'm here at the Crossroads of America, and I have this uh, Route 66 Airbnb business. And, and this summer, or, you know, right now, the next few weeks, I, I've got three bedrooms set up with 3 queen size beds and uh, other uh, tenting spaces and stuff, uh, places I just put in last year for uh, septic tanks or three uh, RVs that might stop by. But uh, if, if there were a, a group of, of two or three or four people or so that would be interested in maybe doing something together uh, at, uh, in California there, but would like to get acquainted with each other and hash things out, practice cooking meals together and things like that, and would just like to use my facility as they got acquainted maybe, you know, maybe a week or two, maybe a four-day weekend. Uh, I wanted to uh, to offer my place, that's more comfortable at first, you know, for a few, for a few people.
2: So. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Candy. Thanks, uh, appreciate thank it. Candy, wasn't your that house originally, if I remember when you were talking about, wasn't the house the original house there, a stagecoach or a, a you know like a a stopping point? Yeah. So yes, the Butterfield
4: did, Stagecoach House built in 1848. There's another date.
2: Right. So that's <laughs> interesting. <you're, laughs> 1848. Wow. Yeah. So you're keeping up the tradition now. You know, you you got the yeah. modern stagecoaches coming through.
4: <laughs> right. Uh, still still doing it, and and uh, I don't know. I I would hate to be like um, Ashland. You know, I I recommended to to uh, Matthew Johnson that, that, that he might go there. And, you know, he, I had not been there, but I'd heard a few nice things about what Anne was doing. But he was so disappointed. He had so enjoyed my, visiting me when, uh, I mean, they, uh, after the meal, uh, I don't know if they even ate together, but everybody went to their own quarters. There was never a chance to sit down and talk about a waspi or sing songs together or do anything. Everybody just kind of worked and 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 ate and disappeared. There was no uh, camaraderie. And, uh, you know, and, and I just feel like having, uh, you know, Bill said having your own place. But I really think people should plan to eat together uh, twice a week, if not uh, more often. And it makes it feel more community-like.
2: Right. Well, you know, what, what's really weird there, Candy, I mean, everybody talks about anime and people being separated in the cities. It sounds like they brought the city out there. Okay, uh, we said hello, I'm going into my apartment. Uh, that not very, yes. not ideal what we're we're kind of shooting for. The whole idea is to be able to have not only communion with the angels, communion with each other, having this fellowship. And, and go that back was the same word, thing
4: Stanley Brooks and the other faces there in England, they didn't have weekly meals together at all. They didn't do anything together except when they went into the temple for some services.
2: Uh, this just doesn't make sense with the whole ideal of of interaction. Definitely, I mean, even the ancient Essenes from different things I've read about them had – they may, you know, they had the communal thing, and then they had a little plot of land that was kind of their thing. Um, but the interaction and building up in the, and the strength of the community was the backbone. Um, so it, 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 it is very depressing to hear that uh, they just kind of wandered off into their thing and didn't have discussion. Um,
0: but
5: they saw each other there. They saw each other often.
2: And I I
4: think that someone should put a survey together and get it out to uh, faces and see something about, you know, their level of interest. I know that, I mean, what you described probably happened to Chester, probably happened to Bob Sullivan about being dumped in with relatives that didn't understand or care. I am very fortunate, I, I would fill out the survey that, my family are supportive right now. And, 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 and Amber Turner's agreed, you know, she would take care of me if I got really uh, elderly. And, and so I would not be interested in, in moving someplace, you know, for my very last years. I mean, I would go to conferences and visits, but, uh, but I'm, I'm happy here and, and my family's uh, uh, come together. Um, but, but, uh, I, I was, there was another thought, but I guess it's uh, it's fleeting.
3: you, use... did, Candy? Did you mean Chester Dobrinsky?
4: Yes, he came here often when he would go Is out Is he still alive? No.
3: He couldn't be. I didn't think yeah. so. No. I, I used to. I, I met him in Tiger, and then uh, he used to come out to um, the Far East Valley here in Phoenix and Patchy Junction. Mm-hmm. I met him more than once out here, I think.
2: I met him once at in at Ukraine when we were, um, ordained. Oh, and I want to remember,
4: we have, uh, recruited some young people and Michael, uh, Wallace Harris has, has doing a good job of, 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 uh, following up with the young people. Uh, you know, like Daryl Jackson has been on the Wednesday call several times from Minneapolis, third generation of Waspian. And, uh, uh, Lewin, uh, Le L-E-W-I, Why. Lewi, he's he's a I think he's a a thirty something uh, bachelor, and uh, of course uh, y- you know Kyra is is uh, getting married to uh, Joseph, uh, and and she'll be moving from Maryland to uh, New uh, New Jersey, uh, I, I mean New York City. But then she's going to be. Uh, but then, uh, after uh, a while, when they get ready to have children, they want to move someplace in the country. And uh, y- you know, and there were a few young people with, uh, along with the old timers like, like uh, uh, Rosemary, uh, in, at the Brooklyn uh, Temple. So, uh, and several of them said they'd come visit me someday when I gave the invitation. So there are uh, a few young people. That are uh, coming on board, and and I think Lewi, uh, uh, Michael said he was going to ask him if he'd like to speak on um, a conversation in 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 May, and uh, I think he he travels around looking for the right spot for him. I, I know he was in Alaska uh, last year, and uh, and then Arkansas and someplace else. But uh, there are there are some young people, uh, and so we we can't give up on them.
2: That's about what I had to share. Thank you.
0: Well, okay. We're... Well, Peter, I think we're at a point where we have pretty much exhausted, I believe,
2: the, right. some
0: of the ideas. But I thought
2: I heard a ding. So uh, anybody come on that uh, hadn't hasn't spoken?
1: For someone, I uh, thought maybe it might be Jabra.
2: She would say something, unless she went right off. Um Okay. So um, again, just quick. Does anybody have any um, closing statements they want to make? We're here about at my time, seven twenty-nine, seven thirty. Um, any closing comments? If not,
0: well, well I have one I closing one comment.
2: To... I just want yeah. to say thank
0: you um, for your participation, Bill. I'm very glad that you join us um i also I appreciated Kenny's input and always with Joan, Peter, and Leslie, so I really appreciate it. it. didn't have the numbers that we wanted, but I took pretty good notes of what people were saying and it is recorded so I do appreciate it thank you I turn back I over think to Peter.
2: also glenn this this kind of conversation is a a nowhere near finished conversation, so I'm sure this mm-hmm. thing. Move along. We can institute more of these kind of update and continuing. What should we be doing? And sure. and, and bringing in members to, um, of UFK or people who are interested to, for their comments. So let's let's look at this as the first of many such calls that will enliven this effort.
3: I'd, I'd like to thank you all for letting me join in. Um, since Ed Wilson moved up to Colorado, and then I believe he, he may have moved to the coast. Um, I don't know anybody else in the Arizona area right now, so uh, I need to reconnect and, and hook up with people. Thank you well, for I,
2: I think maybe, you know, we do this two to three times a month, the first, second, and third. Okay. Um, so feel welcome at the same time. Um,
3: in and in I you a little David late, I can
2: Law. join later.
3: I can, can dial Arizona. up any time. I'm sorry, what? I can dial yeah, in any time that I get home.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, we, you know, we do it from, uh, I'm using Pacific time, from 6 o'clock to about 7.30, so great. whatever it is where you are.
3: Okay, yeah, I'm Pacific right now during the warmer weather.
2: Oh, That's yeah, right. Um, so feel free to, to join in. Well, that's and great. if you I have any ideas really. for topics,
3: I haven't um, talked to to Candy for many years, and 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 Joan and Leslie for a while.
1: Yes.
0: Joan, you want to tell Bill about your your meditation group?
1: Uh, yeah, that's on Saturday, uh, Bill. Okay. Uh, okay. We meet at six o'clock. Uh, well, at the same hour, it'd be seven, I think, your time. Or you're on Pacific time now. You're on.
3: Yeah, yeah summertime. Summer, I'm on Pacific, Pacific time. time.
1: Uh, well, it makes it at 6, and uh, uh, we meditate, we chat for a few minutes, and then we meditate, and we share our meditations. And uh, if you'd like to give us a try, we'd enjoy having you.
2: Definitely. Okay, and Michael, if we, you we call, they call in... Wait, hold it. Sorry. Go ahead,
0: ahead Peter.
2: Uh, We call in at 6 o'clock. We have a little discussion, prayer. Uh, We decide what the meditation is going to be. We get off and sit for the meditation. And then at the top of the hour at 7 or a little bit, I'm lagging behind, get back on. And then we discuss and read our meditations and then send the meditations in to Joan to post. But we don't use our names. Not because we're trying to hide anything about who's doing it, but keeping it in the theme of what Newborough wanted to see happen. It's about the information, not who it's who the person is gotcha. so anybody can find out what, if they inquire who who put, what came through who So that, no
0: need for numbers.
2: that's the basic structure of the group and sometimes
0: and it's, it's not even meditation bill it could be inspiration.
2: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. If we have the meditation. There's the inspiration. And then, and even if you don't get anything, just sharing that, you know, for the fellowship. Um, we sit for the inspiration, write it down, share it. Call, I should say call it back in and share it.
0: The phone number is the, the
2: same number, Bill.
0: The phone number,
2: number to, that's right.
0: yeah, the phone number to, to, to participate is the same number that we have now. And if you want me to give it to you, is no problem. I
3: don't I have, have that it number. At. Do I use the same code? Yeah. Same
2: code.
3: Okay, excellent. Six o'clock on every Saturday evening? Every Saturday. Okay, thanks. You're so, welcome. Looking Stay on the line
4: at, at the end, and I can give you my contact information. Okay.
3: So,
4: okay.
2: So who would like to do the closeout prayer? Bill, would you want to do our closeout since oh, you? Go
3: ahead. I'm I'm a little out of it tonight. Thank you.
2: Okay. Well, you know what it says in be just from the heart. But okay. So, who? Anybody else want to? Anybody want to do it? I can do one. Okay, Leslie. Yes.
5: Great Spirit, we thank thee for this time together as faithists who come together in heart and mind, though we are remote to each other physically. We thank thee for this process and for the time and the inspiration that people give into these talks. And let us go forth and think of new topics, subjects of interest, that we could provide here and add to the interest and inspiration to draw others onto this circle. Thank you, O oh creator. And Amen. amen. Thank,
0: Thank you, Leslie. You. Thank you. I'm gonna stop
2: the recording. Blessings, to everybody. Nice.
1: Good night, Bill. Glad you could come.
3: Thanks. Thanks for having me.